Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And what's happening? We what's happening? We are back, 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 back with another video of the Dynasty yeah. Podcast. Back with another episode. I am one of the hosts, your boy, the player, Darius Capers. Darius underscore Capers at Darius Capers or Kung Fu Cape on all of the socials and Twitch. And it's a it's a trio episode, a triple threat episode today. Henry, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. What's up, party people? It's your boy, Big Hennessy, Henry Capers, and I'm back again. It's been a long time since we've been back here, since we've been thugging. We all been working, man. We all been going through it. But you know how we do. We got to get to it. So just want to shout out all the people that's out here making their money, making it happen, doing it, what it do. It's your boy. It's your boy. And I'm back. You can check me out on Long Live My Reign, all caps on IG. You can also check us out on Capers Cares Foundation. Man, we working, we grinding, we eating. All the things that we doing, we doing it for the people, man. So check us out. And last but not least, the commander, crusader himself. Mm, I don't even know if we call them crusaders. Hey, we almost keep... made the playoffs, so we getting that much closer to the, to the Super Bowl. But anyway, it's your boy. The co-host with the most Alex Reed. Follow me, Instagram, Tingo Benz. That's one zero G O L D B A N Z underscore. Um, I'm going to get the Twitch back up and running, so make sure you follow the highest order, and that's my PSN. If you want to run Call of Duty and 2K, hit me up. Yes, sir. Make yes. sure you can hoop, though. Hey, man, real quick, real quick, you're talking, you're talking that Call of Duty. I got to shout out my boy, me, Darius, my boy, Corey. We went four. We went four dubs last night on, on Fortnite. Four, four trios. Four trio dubs. Four trio dubs, like Alex said, man. Y'all like seven games. Y'all want to peep the gameplay? You know, peep Kung Fu Cape on the Twitch, man. You know, it's easier. To, it's getting what 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 little baby say. It's getting easier at this point. So at this point, um, at this point, it's getting easier. Yeah. <laughs> at this point. But yes, like everyone said, like everyone eloquently said, actually, it's been a while since we've been here with you guys. Uh, I think we our last episode was prior to Wild Card Weekend. Um, we're not going to waste our time going through with that, though. If you haven't been under a rock within the last two to three weeks, you've been paying attention to football because this is the time of year. Everybody loves to pay attention to football. So, oh, Henry Rock and NCCU Eagles shirt, you know, they did. Beat up on Jackson State for that championship. Yeah. So salute to them. Uh HBCU love. Gotta shout out HBCU love. But uh got to. With the divisional round passing, uh, we had the San Francisco 49ers beat the Dallas Cowboys 19 to 12. The Cincinnati Bengals beat the Buffalo Bills 27 to 10. The Philadelphia Eagles stomped on the New York Giants 38 to 7. 
and the Chiefs beat the Jaguars 27 to 20. So I'm going to actually pass it to Alex first and start with Alex. Uh, based off of the divisional round games as a whole, what was your your pretty much your takeaway from all the games? That we- Actually, my biggest takeaway is that I got to put some respect on Joe Burrow's name, bro. He went out there and put on a clinic versus Josh Allen, 20, uh, 23 to 36, 242 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and a QBR of 108. It looked like he was at home. Everybody was saying it's going to snow in Buffalo. Um, it's Buffalo weather. Josh Allen and the folks were to take it home, and Joe Burrow just said, not today. Joe Mixon put on a show, 105 yards, 16 was the longest in the third. Jamar Chase showed that, I mean, out of wide receivers, who, is, who you going to pick? Justin Jefferson, you're going to get Jamar Chase. 1A and 1B at this point. Um, Joe Burrow and the, the Bengals, they are a force to be reckoned with. I have been – not on the Joe Burrow wagon. I've been saying Josh Allen's the second best quarterback in this league. I was wrong. I was wrong. Joe Burrow is going to be here for the next 10 years. Uh, Jamar Chase looks like he's going to be here for the next seven, eight years. Y'all going to have to deal with them. Kansas City and Bengals, y'all have to get through them if y'all want to win the championship. And, um, yeah, that was the biggest takeaway. Everything else was kind of expected. Um, Cowboys looked like – the Cowboys of the last 28 years. Cowboys. They made me look bad. <laughs> I owe Henry some water now. Run me my uh, Yeah, I owe him some smart water. The man about to get oh. even brighter if that's possible. So, uh, oh, man, man, but great great uh, weekend of football. Oh, man. I completely agree. Uh, Henry, uh, same question for you, man. After the division, what was your major takeaway from from the games? Dude, I have to tell y'all, man, this was a great weekend for football. I was uh, tapped in all weekend long, even in the midst of travel, even in the midst of like doing school stuff, doing work. I can tell you this was one of the best weekends for football I've seen in a long time when it comes to playoff uh, performances. Right. I was really, really impressed with first and foremost, I got to shout out to Jacksonville Jaguars just because of the amazing comeback victory they had a week prior. I definitely think that Jacksonville is going to come up there working on some things down there in that division. Uh, there's a good head coach, Doug Peterson. There's a good organization brewing. And if they do some things right, if they make a couple of more moves, I think that team could be dangerous in the next couple of years. But uh, my biggest takeaway, my biggest takeaway, man, is the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, those are my Super Bowl favorites. That's who I've been picking all year long. I've been in the corner of my boys the whole year. And I can tell you that was a huge, huge takeaway, seeing what that team could face in the midst of adversity, having had their quarterback not at 100 percent. We've seen Patrick Mahomes play a lot of football in the past where he was 60, 70, 80, 90 percent. But I think this is the first time that we've seen him in a significant position where he is below what we would like to say is average quarterback play in the league. And that's because of his health. That's because of that ankle injury. And to be able to see that significant team win take place in the midst of his injury, I'm proud of that organization. That lets me know that the grit and the grind that we need to get back to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl is exactly what we have brewing right now in Kansas City. So much of my, I can't, I can't brag enough about how my boys looked. But daggone it. I told them I was driving on the highway, Alex. And, man, Alex, at this point, I'm just starting to think it's the truth, man. Guys don't want to admit it. Folks don't want to believe it. People don't like to say it. But Henry is always right. 
I told folks I was driving down the highway. I was on I-85. And I told two people, Alex, that you know. I said, when those cowboys walk off that field, they're going to be hanging their head real low. And what happened? That boy Brock Purdy came in. He saw he dominated. Brock Purdy is exactly what the 49ers need right now to be able to make a Super Bowl push. I hope they don't win the Super Bowl because I believe they're going against my Kansas City Chiefs. But if just by chance they do, you can unequivocally take away the rookie of the year from any rookie you are giving to in this league and you are giving it to Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is the rookie of the year. No questions asked. Nobody wants to believe it. Nobody wants to accept it. Nobody wants to acknowledge it. But the truth is the truth. That young man, Brock Purdy, is a top 15 quarterback in football right now. Nobody wants to believe it. I had this argument. I drove down 95 with two people, Alex, against me. But what I say, I said, don't worry, Brock Purdy going to get it done. And they said, yeah, we right. You're the Cowboys, the Cowboys, the Cowboys, the Cowboys. And That's just not like what that. Just like that. Uh-huh. I pulled your bonnet down over your eyes and I yes. fall church glasses because yes. y'all got it wrong. How did I? Okay. Hey. So, so if, so Alex, I like your points. You know, the Cowboys are the Cowboys. Oh, now now we tell him what points he like. No, look, look, look. Here this, this is, this is my response. Into it. This is my response. Alex, I like your points about the Cowboys being the Cowboys. Joe Burrow needs to get some more respect on his name. I agree with that. Uh, I also wasn't the major a major fan of Joe Burrow. I always thought Josh Allen was it was on the tier at Mahomes, but in terms of that, my takeaway is that it's Patrick Mahomes, and then it's the field. And I'll get back to that point a little later. Now, with Henry's point, I said the San Francisco 49ers are going to win. I said that I wouldn't be surprised if Brock Purdy loses, but I'm not picking the Cowboys to win. That was my statement. And I said How that for the How can you bet against fact. Brock Purdy, though? Brock I Purdy mean, has well, not shown you anything to put you at to. How can you bet against him? Well, Brock my, Purdy is also in a perfect was, situation, though. That is exactly my point, Alex. I feel like Henry, had, Henry has this idea that Brock Purdy is such a talented quarterback that he could go to any situation and make the situation good. But the thing about the 49ers are they have a top five defense. They have they have top five defense, top five weapons, top five offensive line. Like they got the best corner, uh, best best running back in the league. The, the best running back in the league. So I'm I'm just saying, just just flat, Alex. Top top three running game, top three receiving core, top three offensive line, top three defense, top three head coach. I, I was listening to I was listening to, to sports talk this morning. They said that the 49ers are the only team in the NFL where you can go in every position room and they have an all pro. The offensive line they have an all pro in Trent Williams, receiving core Debo Samuels, tight end room George Kittle, defense on the D line they have Bosa, linebacker core they have Fred Warner, they have Hafunga and in the DB room. The only team that you can say that you can put anybody in that situation. And they can just not F it up. Brock Purdy, 19 of 29, 214 yards passing. He did not do anything spectacular. He looked like a Cooper Rush type quarterback, if we're being honest. 
when Dallas was being Dallas this season, the Dallas that Alex Reed thought was going to win the Super Bowl about week four, week five, when 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 Cooper Rush was cooking, he just had to not mess up. It's easy when you're when you're playing with house money, when you're significantly more talented than the teams you're facing. That is easy to come in there and just not mess up the game. That's all Brock Purdy has to do. I guarantee if Henry said he's a top 15 quarterback and we went through the list, that is not the case whatsoever. He's only better than eight quarterbacks. And these are the eight quarterbacks that I said I would take him over. He's better than Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield. He's better than he, – he, he's not better than Matt Stafford. I know that was one of the names that we had up in the air. He's not better than Kirk Cousins. Those are guys that are on the, on the, on the cusp. I would take Justin Fields over him. We're not going to count Huntley because Lamar Jackson started a lot of the games this season. He's not better than Lamar Jackson. I'll take him over Zach Wilson, and that's just me being a Jets fan. I'll take him over Matt Jones because I don't believe Matt Jones is good. He's not better than Tui. He's not better than Josh Allen. He's not better than Geno Smith. He's not better than Patrick Mahomes. He's not better than Joe Burrow. I'll take him over Carson Wentz or, or, or Heineke. He's not better than Dak Prescott. He's not better than Jalen Hurts. He's not better than Daniel Jones. Do I have to keep going? He's not better than Daniel Jones. He's not. Hey, well, Skip, let me know when him, I can talk. Hey, Skip. I don't know about hey, hey, Skip, let me know when I can talk. Let me know if, when it's my if, turn, Skip. If you put Brock Purdy in that same situation for the New York Giants, that New York Giants team is not making the playoffs. They're not making the playoffs. What 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 Debo Samuel Jones had like seventeen touchdowns. Daniel Jones was not in. He had twenty three total touchdowns to five interceptions this season. (coughs) A lot of them came on the ground as well. You tell me Brock Purdy's going to be that playmaker that that Daniel Jones was for them this season. Let me explain something to y'all. This is this is this is where you all are missing the mark. When we are evaluating quarterbacks. We are evaluating them on a series of things. It's his ability to throw the football. It's his ability to manage games late. It's his ability to win games. And it's the ability to lead his team. While the 49ers are a very strong team, probably with the most complete team in football, they have dealt with some significant up and down in the quarterback room in transition. Major trade in the middle of the season, losing two quarterbacks. A lot of that can damage the psyche and development of the team. Mind you, a lot of guys were injured on that team last year, so coming back off injuries. So there were a lot of circumstances they dealt with. So granted, I'm not taking anything away from the talent of the team. But Alex, this is my argument, because I can't talk to I can't talk to Darius. Darius is not, he's not going to see clearly. This is what my argument is. While I do not believe Brock Purdy would go to some of the teams I'm getting ready to name you, Alex, and go undefeated, you cannot tell me that Brock Purdy would not make those teams better today. The Giants would not have made the playoffs. Those teams include the Giants. They would not have made the playoffs. The Raiders, the Bears. Those are four. Those, those are four teams the, right there. No. The Bears. That that is not the case. Do you know what Justin Fields had to go through with that Chicago Bears team? The worst Ooh. offensive line in football. The worst receiving core graded in football. 
He doesn't have a Devo Samuel to bail him out on a shallow cross and take it 75 yards. He doesn't have okay. a George Kittle to catch a overthrown sure. pass, bobble sure. it, and make the catch in double coverage when he threw it up that he shouldn't Fair. have. Fair. He doesn't have that. Fair. Here we go. Let's answer this question then. Does the New Orleans Patriots make the playoffs with Brock Purdy? No. Because no. I feel like him and Matt Alex, Jones Alex, the Alex, no. the, New Eng- the New England Patriots don't make – okay, that's no. fair. All right, y'all him say no. Backer, or looking eye-to-eye talent-wise. Stop that. The Ryan just said you would pick him over Matt. I would pick him over Matt considering him being undefeated. That's the only reason why. But this – Because I don't, I don't believe this Matt is the problem. Jones- this is the problem I have with this debate. The problem I have with this debate is y'all are blaming a guy who was frowned upon, who was not sought after in the NFL draft. Y'all are blaming him for going to a complete team because he was unwanted. He came in and then was balling beyond what y'all expect. Y'all are blaming him for exceeding expectations when in actuality we put such substantial levels of expectations on guys who fizzle out in a heartbeat i.e zach wilson i.e sam darnold i.e josh rosen i.e rg3 i.e all of these quarterbacks who we high, we hail in such high regard y'all have y'all do not have the same level of scrutiny for these quarterbacks this kid came on into a situation that he could not choose But when presented with options, he made the best of those options. And so rather than y'all saying, it's hard for me to imagine, y'all are saying he can't, when in actuality, he is. He is killing football right now. Now, See, my my argument for that is, one, he has has the most complete top-to-bottom team in the league by far, like any side – AFC, NFC, that's what he is. So, y'all, so yeah, so he y'all are saying, that situation. Y'all are saying that but, he's not a good quarterback because he went so low and so late. Because if that's no, what you're I'm saying, not, that's unfair to him. No, I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback. I'm just – he's not top 15. He's not like, by any means. You, you can literally put any of the quarterbacks, Mac Jones, if you put Mac Jones in this system – uh, not, not Kirk, Henry, bro. Christian McCaffrey's on the team. That's the best running back. He can play the running back. He can play the slot. He can play the outside, bro. That that just doesn't grow on trees, bro. They have the top. They've had a consistent top five defense since like what week three. Yes, they've been they the top have. five defense all season. No matter who got hurt, they've been these consistent top five defense in the league since like week three, week two or three. And see the thing about that, Alex. <clears throat> I got the starting quarterback list right here, bro. Since Henry said he can't talk to me, I'm gonna just pitch the ideas out loud, and I want you guys to tell me. Uh, who would you take, Brock Purdy or this guy? And if this guy goes to the 49ers, would they be equal, if not better? So no, those are two, they, di- those are two okay. different questions. That's not fair okay. to ask. Okay, so let's not ask that then. Let's just ask, would you take this guy or would you from take a, Brock Purdy? From a talent perspective. Let's from a ask talent you, perspective. From yes. a talent okay. perspective. Okay. I'm talking about his throwing mechanics, his ability to make plays, his poise in the pocket, his ability to read the field, his All ability right. to make the throws. Talent. I have all of that. I have all of that, and I have the list right here. Arizona Cardinals starting quarterback Kyler Murray. Alex, you taking Kyler Murray? You taking? Uh, are you taking? Even with the yeah, even with the video game clause, I'm still taking Kyler Murray. I know what I saw. I know I'm. I'm definitely taking Kyler Murray over over uh over over Buddy Brock Purdy. I'm sorry, Henry knows he's taking Kyler Murray too. Talent wise, it's not even close. Kyler Murray, if we're if we want to be real, Kyler Murray is one of the more talented quarterbacks in the league. Brock Purdy's 
playing with house money, like I said. <clears throat> now, this is a guy I'll give you. And uh, I want to let everybody know this is the starting quarterback list from week one. So that's what we're going off of. From the, the week one starters compared to Brock Purdy. The Atlanta Falcons, Marcus Mariota. I think we can agree that we'll take Brock Purdy over Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota For kind sure. of yeah, Marcus Mariota is kind of bad. If y'all take Brock Purdy over Marcus Mariota, y'all basically take him over Kyler Murray. They the same player. He they, just one is taller. One is taller. Bro. Suck. That's so disrespectful. They bro. both suck. On, tell me, tell me I'm tripping, y'all. Tripping. Tell me I'm tripping. You're, you're very much yeah, you're tripping. Kyler Murray is significantly better than Marcus Mariota, bro. It's significant. Okay. Lamar Jackson, I'm not even going to waste our time and ask that question. Uh, Josh Allen, not even going to waste our time and ask that question. Hey, well, uh, hold on. Wow, real quick. I know we're having a conversation about Brock Purdy, but I just wanted to be known that we're watching Josh Allen take significant steps backwards. We are. And see, see, yeah. you got me worked up about Brock Purdy. Yeah. I haven't even been able to get to my point <laughs> of, of my takeaway from the weekend. My fault. Go ahead and finish your Brock Purdy point, and then we'll do it. Yeah, because, man, he got me worked up about Brock Purdy, man. I, okay. I just feel like I feel like y'all are doing, <laughs> like, I feel like y'all doing Brock Purdy crazy because y'all genuinely don't like Brock Purdy. Y'all, like, I have no, no one has to like him. Yeah, that, that's what against like. Brock Purdy, bro. Y'all seem like y'all got something against Brock Purdy. Bro. Okay. Baker Mayfield. Like I said, this is this is one of the guys I would probably take Brock Purdy over as well. So far, I have Marcus Mariota and I have Baker Mayfield. I'll take Brock Purdy over both of them. What you think, Alex? Baker? Uh, uh, yeah, Brock over Baker. Baker's just trash, bro. Ba- Baker's a little trash, right? Okay, That's I not agree. really a compliment. That's not a compliment at all, right? <clears throat> Henry, this is one of the guys Henry mentioned in one of the teams. He said the Chicago Bears, Justin Fields. I'm, I'm taking, taking over Justin Fields. I'm taking over him over Brock Justin Purdy. Fields. I'm There's taking, a reason Justin Fields was whoa. a top 15 pick and Brock Purdy was where he went. Mr. Irrelevant. But, but, y'all, but, that's, but that's the so, thing, though. That's the mean, thing, though, Darius. Darius, that doesn't make sense to me. If Justin Fields was playing for San Francisco right now, you don't think they, they'd still be successful? No. You don't I think don't. they'd still be in the playoffs? I don't, actually. Whoa, I, think the same thing, I think the same thing would have happened to Justin Fields that happened to Trey Lance. What I do, I do, I do. There's Did no, you bro, listen. not see Justin Fields at Ohio State almost win the Heisman and throw into all of these weapons he had at Ohio State, I'm similar to saying, what Brock Purdy has in San Fran. I'm not strong. saying I'm not saying that Justin Fields is not good. good. No, and I'm also not saying that I don't believe that Justin Fields would, if healthy, not be carrying his team to the playoffs. But I think the same circumstance would have happened to Justin Fields because he is a leg-reliant, he's a running-reliant quarterback. He has not decided to say, hey, I want to take passing and lead my team throwing the football. What makes Brock Purdy... Is that what not makes, because of this? The, the that's the offensive line. The He's running line. for his life every play. Yeah, He's bro. running for his life every play. He was the play. most sacked quarterback in the league this year, bro. His but y'all are saying it was the worst in football. So what was the excuse with Trey Lance? Is is Brock Purdy better than Trey Lance? They apparently San Francisco things because Brock Purdy's the third string, bro. We don't we don't know. They didn't want to play. They didn't want to play Trey Lance over Jimmy Garoppolo all year until they had to. And now they can't. Now he, they're the third-string quarterback. To but be honest, bro, 
in terms of is Trey Brock, Lance, okay, Purdy. okay, Trey Lance versus Brock Purdy, I can't answer that question. We've only seen Trey Lance for three football games, four football games. Sure. And if that's the case, Trey Lance is the closest measuring stick to Brock Purdy in the league. Because if Brock Purdy's only played six games. If we're going off of the six to seven that Am I right, Brock Alex? Purdy, that's what I'm saying. If we're going off of the six to seven that Brock <laughs> Purdy's played compared to the four that Trey Lance has played, then of course Brock Purdy looks better. But like you had to had to remind me, wasn't Debo Samuel hurt to begin the season? They didn't have McCaffrey. No, he had no Debo. Either. Debo started the season. Debo started the season. Okay. Brock Purdy he, didn't. He, have, he missed the last couple of games of the season, right? Yeah, Brock, Brock Purdy, Purdy didn't have Debo him. until the first round of the playoffs. But Trey Lance didn't have Christian McCaffrey. His running back was that's Jeff Wilson and Elijah Mitchell. That's a, that's a fair assessment. And then George Kittle was. I think George Kittle was who he didn't have to start the season. I think, like you said, he had Debo, but I think George Kittle missed time to start the season. So it's mm-hmm. like, but you're missing. That, that's a top five tight end in the best running back in football. Top three offensive weapon right there. Come on. So, but I'll give it to you. Based off of what we've seen, just looking at it completely flat, just even, sticks to sticks, stones to stones, I'll say, of course, Brock Purdy's look better than Trey Lance. Okay. So, but Justin Fields, I'm still taking him over, over Brock Purdy. Um, Joe Burrow, not going to ask. Like I said, Dak Prescott, I'm gonna take Dak Prescott over him. Deshaun Watson. But, Alex, but time out, time out, time out. I'm sorry. I know we need to get the show going. I'm sorry, y'all. Viewers, forgive me. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Brock Purdy. I'm sorry. I'm a fan. I'm sorry. I've watched Brock Purdy this season outduel the GOAT, the leader of Dallas. And who else did he beat this year? Those are just the only two. Last no. five, he beat he beat uh, Geno Smith. Geno mm. Smith had a better season than Brock Purdy. Don't be disrespectful. Uh, yeah, I was, about, I was about to say like let's not let's not see because y'all card. y'all pick and choose when y'all make somebody good. No, because... I'm taking Geno over Brock Purdy. All right, but he beat him. So if you put Geno, if you put Geno the way he played with the Seahawks on. The 49ers, bro, they're the favorite. Right. They'd probably be the one seed in the NFC. All right. So hold on. I want to. He beat Seattle and he beat uh, Dallas. He didn't play Tom. Dallas played Tom in the wild card. Uh, No, he played Tom Brady in the regular season. That doesn't matter, bro. Tampa Bay looked like a bad team all year, bro. Come on. That's not even. Hey, do me a favor. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and shut this Brock Purdy conversation down because y'all is just y'all don't care, bro. No, no man. look, I, I do, bro. We we have a couple more names. Let me just get through these names. You said the Broncos, so you'll take his play this season over Russell Wilson's play. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. I I'm taking his play. I'm taking his play this season over Tom Brady's play this season. If you I'm, take, Purdy, I'm I will taking say, his I will play. Say this, bro. I'm taking his play this season. I'm taking his play this season over Tom Brady, over Derek Carr, over anybody that plays in Washington, anybody that plays for the Cardinals. Kyler Murray plays for the Cardinals, bro. 
I know. That's why I said anybody. Because I mean, it's a vacancy right now. I don't understand. Go ahead, continue. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm gonna I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna leave it alone. Brock Purdy. I mean, hey, dog. I got your back, B. Hold it down. He's gonna. He's he's, he's in in line to start week one. So if he gets to play all next season, let's revisit this conversation then. Because I don't. I'm a guy that we need to see how he does for a long stretch of time. Guys who came in for seven, eight games and torn it up and who, oh. like who, like who, you name you name me the last guy who came in at quarterback and was tearing it up Nick seven, Foles. eight games. Nick Foles. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. What the and then, and then the next season when he was a starter, he played bad. He was not that guy when he was signed to be a starting quarterback. He was not. That's my point. Bro, Nick Foles. You can come That's in a seven, perfect eight comparison. Games. I like that. You can come in seven, eight games. That Philadelphia team was the best team on paper, the best team on the field. He did not have – all he had to do was just not mess it up. He came in, did not do that. They won the Super Bowl. He went to be the starter, and they were not the same team uh, when he was starting. That is my point, bro. But are we not going to ignore the fact that that team also lost major pieces? Like, And the people around them got better, like – like guys, do you think do you think everybody's gonna run the same team back in the NFC next season? Bro, okay, go ahead, go ahead, bro. I, I man, rest- see, I'm sorry, listeners. Henry that got me worked up, man. We like you said, we had this conversation on the road. He talking about Brock Purdy top fifteen. I don't, I don't know, bro. We are gonna see next season. That's all I'm gonna say. I hope he win the Super Bowl. I hope he get paid this this year because. Next season, when people get film on him and see how to shut him down, see that he puts the ball in harm's way a lot, I think stuff's going to be different. That's all I'm going to say. When they when they see that he's not a mobile quarterback like the rest of the top ten quarterbacks, then we'll see something. Then those right. I pray don't come out that pocket. If he can't come out that pocket, he throw it to the sideline. Hey, exactly. Fact or fiction. Listen here, listeners. You can go back and you can listen to every episode we've recorded, and you'll find out that Henry has been right significantly more than the rest of the people that are on this show each, each and every week. Not and true. so if you want to put your best dollar, if you're going to put your bottom dollar on anybody, trust me, Brock Purdy is going to be a player next year. Bro, you picked Vegas. That's not, that's the, you picked Vegas and you picked the Commanders and you believed in the Vikings. I'm not going to let those three go. My three versus your twenty-three versus was Alex's not, thirty-six was not versus Kurt's one hundred and five. There was not. There, there was no. My worst straight. one was Denver, and we can say Denver and Vegas were on the same <clears> tier. No, my Jets almost made the playoffs. Okay, hold on. So we need to go through just the episode and just recap all the things that Henry was right about. Henry called Christian McCaffrey. Henry told you your New York Jets weren't making the playoffs. And you stood on this phone, Alex remembers, and told me, Henry, you're tripping. Henry, you're tripping. We're going to make, we've got a number five, top five defense. And everybody oh, on your team peed the bed. All no, right. The only Henry person who peed the bed was the quarterback, bro. Stop it. You, bro, you, you got to stop, bro. bro you got to stop. stop. You, you know what, bro? Let me go ahead and give my my takeaway from the playoff game, <laughs> and I'm a I'm a I'm a you know what I'm saying because I want to keep going, but my Jets should have been in the playoffs, and I'm gonna leave it at that. Mm. My takeaway mm. from the That's divisional bold. round is that you can't win paying a quarterback. Every one of these quarterbacks, except Patrick Mahomes, is still on their first deal. Mm. 
Henry's homeboy Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, getting paid pennies on the dollar. Jalen Hurts, second-round pick, still on his rookie contract. Joe Burrow, even though he's the first overall pick, still on his rookie contract. This is why earlier on in this episode I said it's Mahomes and it's everyone else. I would say tier one is Mahomes, tier two is Joe Burrow, then tier three is the Josh Allens, the everyone else, you know. And I say that for the simple fact of he's the only person that's shown that he can still compete, still be just right there to win a Super Bowl being on that second contract. The only way you can win in this league now is by having pieces around your guy, i.e. George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Jennings, Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, Trent Williams, (laughs) on the defensive side, (laughs) Funga, Bosa Brother, Fred Warner. You know, (laughs) that's the only way. Dre Greenlaw. You know, need I go on? These are all Pro Bowl, all Pro players. That's the only way you can win in this league now, and you have to win with that quarterback on the first deal. That is why I understand a lot of people not wanting the Baltimore Ravens to give Lamar Jackson that second contract. That's why we might see the Bills fall off the mountainside because Josh Allen's contract cap hit goes from about eighteen, nineteen million this season to about 41 million next season. So these quarterbacks are coming due. You you have to be willing to take less money to keep all that talent around you. And so it'll be interesting to see what the Bengals decide to do when they end up backing up the brink struck for Joe, seeing how much he takes. Is he going to take 200 plus million or is he going to take that Tom Brady discount to keep his weapons? Because T Higgins is coming up for a contract. Jamar Chase is coming up for a contract a lot of big pieces. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, that's really my takeaway, man. Three of the four teams in the conference are still on their rookie deals. So it just shows that these teams that are paying their quarterback significant amount of bread. And even if you look at the divisional round, three of the eight teams, their quarterbacks on the second deal, Dak with Dallas, uh, Josh Allen with the bills. And then, like I said, Mahomes. but Trevor Lawrence, rookie contract. Daniel Jones was on the fifth year of his rookie contract. Like I mentioned, Jalen Hurts, rookie contract. Joe Burrow, rookie contract. Trevor Lawrence, rookie contract. So you can't pay your quarterback $40 million, $50 million, $60 million to compete anymore. That's just, that's just not the way the NFL is. You need talent on both sides of the ball, and a quarterback just can't get it done anymore, unless you're Patrick Mahomes. You can't get it done by yourself. So that's really my my big takeaway from the division around going to the conference championship. Henry, you look like you look like you didn't like my Brock Purdy points, man. What's going on? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't so I don't get fined. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. So this kind of segues perfect into actually the conference championship games. Uh, Henry, I'm going to send it to you first. What is your prediction for the Super Bowl matchup? Uh, who do who are you picking for the NFC and the AFC? NFC, AFC, I got Brock Purdy versus Patrick Mahomes. I got Brock Purdy versus Patrick Mahomes. I think the 49ers beat the Eagles. Um, and I think the 49ers beat the Eagles because the Eagles don't have the 
defensive consistency, I think the 49ers do. While the, the Eagles do a great job going after the quarterback. I mean, I think they broke the record as a team this year for sacks. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, they, they can go get the quarterback the best of anybody, right? But I just don't know about their consistency all over. They do have Slay. I mean, like, big play Slay. I mean, he's a dog. You know what I'm saying? But when I start thinking about some of the uh, some of the things that you want your defense to be able to do at a consistent basis, not only pressure the quarterback, but be able to cover the field well. I think the 49ers do a good job of that. So that's why they get my vote. Um, and Kansas City, I think because we hadn't beaten Joe Burrows the last three times we played them, I don't think that this team is going to come into the AFC Championship game on Sunday with anything but dominance in their mind. I think that this is going to be the best you'll see Kansas City play, especially our defense. I think that they're going to pin their ears back, and I think they're going to get to Joe Burrow in a way that Joe hasn't really experienced from this Kansas City defense before. So, And I believe Garner Johnson will be back for Philly. And, uh, I mean, Bradbury's, Bradbury's solid, but uh, I see what you're saying in terms of that defense. Yeah, Garner Johnson played last week, too. Okay, good. So, because I, I know we had that, I know we had an injury towards the end of the season. So, I was glad to see he's back. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I agree with you, bro. I'm leaning towards, I'm leaning towards Philly and I'm leaning towards the Chiefs. And I'm going <clears> to <throat> say that because I think at the end of the day, this part in the season, it comes down to which quarterback's better, who's going to make that play that needs to be made. And I just, like I said earlier on, man, I respect what Brock Purdy's doing, but when lights get bright and he didn't play last week, sorry, he Gardner Johnson didn't play. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, and that defense, because like you said, they can come after the quarterback. Man, when they start pressuring you, what are you going to do? Are you just going to fold, or are you going to stand there and make plays? And I truly think Jalen Hurts, this is his time. It's his time to show everybody why he should have been drafted higher than he was. And I think he'll he'll slay them. I think he'll go on to face Mahomes in the the Super Bowl. And that'll be a tremendous game. That'll be a tremendous game. Big time. Alex, uh, who you rocking with for the Super Bowl, man? Hey, man, y'all going to look at me a little different. But Joe Burrow really – I really think Joe Burrow can repeat and go back to the the Super Bowl, bro. It's going to be a hell of a game between him and – um, so I'm gonna just name who I think is gonna come out for the Super Bowl. I think it's gonna be the Bengals, and I think it's gonna be the Eagles. Um, I personally think it's due for Brock Purdy to have a, a messed up game, and the stakes are only getting higher. This is the this is the NFC um, conference championship game right now. This is the second biggest game of the year, and I just think, like you were saying, Darius, I think this is just the Eagles' time, bro. They got they got weapons out the out the booty hole, just like San Fran, bro. Like uh, we talked about Slay, Fletcher Cox. Even though he's been in the game for a minute, he's still effective, bro. Like, they they just – they got people – we said that the Bills couldn't make it past the, the Bengals because they didn't have Von Miller, that guy that go get your quarterback. The Eagles have, like, three or four guys that can go get your quarterback. Then they can shut down the outside with Darius Slay. Bro, like, <clears throat> I just think the Eagles, if they don't make it, they, they fail the season. And I think Joe Burrow – we talk about, you know, Chase being the 1A, 1B wide out in the league. T. Higgins is supposed to be his, like, straight number two, and he wasn't even the number two option on the 
on the outside. Like Hurst, Perrin, bro, boy, Joe Mason can catch, can can um can make some catches, bro. I just think, I just think Joe Burrow's about to come back, bro. I think it's gonna be a hell of a game to the Chiefs, and. I've been wrong all season. I don't care. I think Joe Burrow's going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> My man said I've been wrong all season. I don't care. And bro, it would be interesting to see if if oh man, that that takes me back to the college football playoff when Oklahoma played LSU and LSU yeah. just creamed Oklahoma <laughs> in the conference. I mean in the final <laughs> game, bro. Man, honestly, bro, I think if if Philly were to get there against the the Bengals, the Bengals would definitely dust off Philly. I ain't even gonna lie, bro. Because Joe, I, bro, if it's one person I would bet against Mahomes with, it's Joe Burrow, and that's the crazy thing, yeah. bro. That's yeah. the crazy thing. Like you said, like Alex said, watch the Super Bowl this weekend. The Super Bowl is this weekend. Oh yeah, 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 Dude, yeah I don't care. Yes. I don't. Make it from the NFC. The Super Bowl is this weekend. With so the wait, so you think the AFC team is just bound to take it? Yeah, I think they. I think any AFC team that makes it is going to take the Super Bowl. I don't think mm, it's some. It's something about AFC quarterbacks versus NFC quarterbacks. Man, these AFC quarterbacks, these boys be balling, bro. Oh yeah, bro. it's like six, five, yeah. six of them joking. Yeah, they balling, bro. Like you, you. I mean, like these AFC quarterbacks are out of this world. Nice. You got Lamar. You got you got uh, Allen. You got uh, Patrick Mahomes. You got Joe Burrows. Like I'm thinking. T-Law, like, we got to put T-Law in that conversation. T-Law's in that conversation now. Like, like these these AFC quarterbacks is is is, is tight straight, bro. Like, yeah, bro. I, I don't does know. It, does it strike anybody that Joe Burrow is faster than what he looks like? Like, I forgot what quarterback yeah, was. He's he was the, the Bills, bro. Bro, he's faster than what I thought he's he was, bro. He had no options, and he ran for the first down, bro. I, I cannot remember which player, which quarter it was, but I'm like, yo, I didn't know he was that quick. Yeah, he's an athlete. I mean, I knew he was an athlete, but I didn't know he was. Isn't Burroughs an old? He's like Drew Brees with, Drew Brees with legs. Isn't Burroughs like a baseball guy? Wasn't he like a, a former baseball guy? I think he might have been. Might have been. I mean, when he runs, he looks like a former baseball guy. And see, that boy puts his head down and you can't catch him. He, nah, he does scoot, though. He, he yeah, really yeah, does. He does. And see, it's funny that you mentioned that, Henry, because even going back to the wild card week, let's just think about these quarterbacks from the AFC. From the AFC, like you said, Lamar, Joe Burrow was in one wild card game. Then you got Tua and Josh Allen. Tua, some people consider him an ascending star. Some people consider his ceiling to be limited. But he still, this season, was a was a uh, top, top 10 quarterback. It was a plus for him. Yeah, it was exactly. a plus Exactly. Uh, yeah. You got Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And then you got... And yeah, I mean those are those are the AFC quarterbacks. And then if we're looking at the divisional, if you go back and look, if you go back and look before I, uh, I don't want to cut you off, but if you go back and look in the AFC, every one of those quarterbacks are first round guys, right? Yes, uh, Tua went five, Josh went first round, Trevor went one overall, Herbert went top ten, Mahomes went I want to say twelve, y'all fifteen, twelve. He was somewhere. He was somewhere. He was a first round pick though. And Lamar was was thirty second. Joe Burrow was first overall. So yeah, all yeah. those guys are first round picks. When all you look at the NFC quarterbacks, it's like Dak is a fourth second round. round. Pick. 
Combo, yeah. Third round. Six, seventh round guy. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. I mean, the only one that's a first round pick is Daniel Jones, and he might have been the most. He might be the worst of them all. Right? Yeah. He, he's the so worst of the quarterbacks in the playoffs yeah. in the NFC. If even you ask Jaylen, even Jalen Hurts, who's probably considered the best NFC quarterback now. I don't know if I'm going on a limb saying that too soon. He was a second round pick. I still can't. I still can't not put Tom in that conversation, and then okay. Aaron. It goes Tom, Aaron, then Jalen Hurts. If we talk about NFC, but I get to, I get the point that you're making yeah. of quarterbacks in the playoffs. He's the best quarterback in the NFC from the playoffs. Definitely. So yeah, he still had Tom who made it. Tom made the playoffs. So he's made the playoffs. Yeah, he's tied for second. Uh, he's tied for first because Tom didn't look good this season. And so if you're holding that against him, I think you tie him and Hurts for one. The crazy thing is, if we're looking at the NFC quarterbacks that made the playoffs, you could argue the best season was Geno Smith. And that's saying okay. I think he had the best completion percentage. Completion percentage in the yeah. NFL, and he threw for 4,000 yards, a career high. Yeah. That, and that's saying something. It's like, is Geno Smith or Kirk Cousins had the best season of the NFC quarterbacks? And it's like, I would you probably know. give Geno. You know what that Geno Smith situation tells me? That Pete Carroll was right. That's what it tells me. Bro, week two That's told me that me. Pete Carroll was right when I seen the Broncos play. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, yeah, man. Uh, next segment I just want to kind of get to. It's a quick fire segment. Uh, just looking at a couple NFL rumors. I just want to just read them off y'all. Tell me what y'all think. Uh, it's it's came out that the Giants offered Saquon Barkley a twelve million dollar a season contract. He's looking for sixteen eighteen million on the on the open market. What do y'all think about that? Yes, he want he wants and I quote that Christian McCaffrey money. That's what he said. See the difference with him and Christian McCaffrey is Saquon is most dangerous as a running back. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey is right. dangerous everywhere. Yeah. So true. you can't even even that's though true. they have the same injury history, there's a clear difference in who's the better player. And I wanted to be Saquon, but it's not. It it really is. It's like night and day. So I think the Giants would be smart to only pay him the twelve million if they want to go to like let's cut some middle ground and find fourteen. Maybe you do that, but sixteen to eighteen for somebody that's always going to be hurt. Yeah. He's always going to be hurt, whether it's the middle of the season or late in the season, which is you, which is when you need him the most, honestly. So I wouldn't pay him 16, 18. I really wouldn't. What about you, Henry? What you I, that's a great that, point, was, Alex. that was a great take, Alex. I, I, I feel you on that, bro. That is that was tremendous. That's a great take. I'll tell you that I think the Giants need to uh, get rid of everybody on the offensive side of the ball because that team offensively sucks. Um, Saquon is a pretty good player. But he ain't $18 million good. I can go ahead and tell you that I can find you three running backs right now in this league. You can go get McKinnon from Kansas City, and he'd be more productive than Saquon Barkley, running and receiving. You know, you can find multiple backs across this league if your prerogative is bringing in a back that is multifaceted. And I can guarantee you, you can find them without needing to pay them $16 to $18 million. Now, I do want Saquon to catch, catch a check because I just, I'm a fan of Saquon as a player. I think that he is, you know, one of those cultural players that you'll look back on and be like, oh, he was a guy, you know, 
but I also put him in the same category in my mind as uh, what was his name? Jonathan Jacobs was it? I think the really big running back that played for um, oh, the Giants. Yeah, yeah, for the Giants. Like, yeah. like during their time running, they were a guy, but once they fell off the map, they no longer existed. Like, or like a Jonathan Stewart, right? Like, you don't pay these guys all this money. I, I hate to say it, but running back, you don't pay a lot of money for running backs. You can find five running backs in this draft who can come in and do what Saquon has done because Saquon hasn't done a lot. He's got what, 3,000 career rushing yards, if that? Like, it, let's, it let's might be, be a little real. less than that, bro, because yeah, I mean, let's I mean, be he had that significant knee injury and then he missed. That that whole season after that. So let's be real. He's been in the league how long? Since 20 years. Five years, 2018. Been in the league since 2018. He has 4,000 rush yards in his career. That's fair. 29. That's fair. I didn't know he I didn't know he had that many. But okay, so I get it. That's fair. But even then, like it's 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 hard for me to give you that much money, bro. It's hard for me to give you that much money, bro. I'm sorry. Alex, your point stands true because in in those five seasons, he only he has a little less than two thousand receiving yards, one thousand eight hundred twenty receiving yards, only eight touchdowns. When, like you said, McCaffrey has a, a hundred catch season, so it's like yeah, let's put that into a little perspective. So, and I I have to I have to give him some credit because his first year, his first amazing. year, he was crazy, amazing. He had, yeah. yeah, ninety-one catches. He looked generational. He yeah. really did. But since then, he hasn't eclipsed more than 57 catches, you know. So it's like, what type of bang for your buck are you getting when you give him $18 million? Are you getting the guy who is first year in the league and has since fizzled out? Or are you getting somebody who's going to get really, like, like lock in and be worth the value? So, Yeah, man, I completely agree with you guys. Those are tremendous points. Uh, another bit of that quick fire, rapid fire and information I just want to get you guys. It's a couple names that uh, a lot of NFL analysts, uh, NFL heads in general expect to get cut this season or this offseason. Um, one of the couple of the names, uh, Carson Wentz, quarterback for the Washington Commanders. They expect him to be uh, finding a new home this offseason. Derek Carr for the Las Vegas Raiders since they benched in week 15. They expect him to either be cut or traded. Ryan Tannehill, they expect him to be cut from the Tennessee Titans this offseason. Ezekiel Elliott, Cowboys running back, they expect him to either restructure or find a new home as well. Michael Thomas, New Orleans Saints receiver, three years ago was the best receiver in the league. They're expecting him to possibly get cut this season and save them about $12 million. Corey Davis, the receiver we gave too much money to a couple offseasons ago. We cut him, we saved about $11 million. And Frank Clark, for you guys, Henry, the Kansas City Chiefs, they expect him to get cut, save about $21 million towards the cap. So, please, thank you. Yeah, man. Uh, something else, they're saying Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, uh, trade talk has been heating up in the past day or two. I know they're saying that if he stays in Green Bay, he's going to have to rework that contract. He's owed $60 million next season. So $60 million? $60 million. I, I know Henry, you sent me some information. He's linked to the Jets, but I've also seen the Colts. You also sent me the Raiders. What team do you guys think Aaron Rodgers should look to go to, and what team do you think he could turn around if he were to? Does he have him? a no trade clause? He does, yeah. so he controls where he okay. goes. Bro. Okay. 
So, uh, Alex, I'll actually start with you, man. Uh, who would you like to see Aaron Rodgers uh, play for next year? What what color 12 do you want him to have on next year? I want him to have on the same color that's in my background. I know it's not going to happen, though. Um, oh, but that's I a can, good team. That's, that's a good yeah. see, Now, that's that would be team. nice. That's that would a good be team, nice. though. I, 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 hey, I know, I know it Alex, I'm not going to cap with you. Alex, y'all have everything – Y'all have everything but a quarterback. That would be really good for y'all, yeah. though. That would I be great for y'all. I just, I just don't see how it's gonna happen, though. I, I don't, I don't think our front office is that confident to bring in Aaron Rodgers. No, they're, but, still, um, they're still fighting off them. Been touching on people allegations, like they still, they've been fighting them since 2012. Like they, yeah. they got bigger fish to fry. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, not, it's not, it's not gonna be in our time, man. We're not. I don't know when we're gonna get a. Franchise quarterback. We haven't had one since RG three, if you ask me. But um, huh? personally, I mean, if the Jets can make a run at them, I wouldn't want to see it. I don't know if Green Bay would work out that uh that deal because they're losing Aaron Rodgers. I feel like they're going to try and do him like they did Brett Favre, um, where he had kind of had to make that Minnesota situation work for him. So maybe the Jets have the best options um to get him, but. I, I, I'm Green Bay. I'm going to send him somewhere where I know I want to see him in a serious matter. So I'm going to send him to the Colts because what are they doing? I mean, you know, I, I think if you, if you send Aaron Rodgers to the Colts, you might you have less to worry about than Aaron Rodgers with offensive weapons and Brees Hall as his running back when he comes back. So that's what I would do. I agree, bro. Yeah. I feel like we, we'd be Aaron Rodgers away from really competing. So, uh, Henry, uh, who who would you like to see Aaron play for next year? Mm. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. And here's why. Henry's been yelling to the top of the rafters for Aaron Rodgers to head over to LV. Who wouldn't want to see that? Aaron Rodgers, with his boy, after he realized, I can't play without you, dog. I got to ride with you. Right? But then I got to thinking, and this is sick. This is a sick, sick thought I'm thinking here. I got to thinking about that team in green and that team in white. And I got to thinking, how dope would it be for Aaron Rodgers to become a New York Jet? And, you know, Aaron is a pride guy. Aaron is a guy who I think does things because he wants people to see you needed to do this to have me present. And when I saw something the other day that Joe Namath said, I would mm-hmm. ask the organization to yep. unretire number yep. 20 to bring Aaron Rodgers in. That immediately in my mind said, he's going to the Jets. He's going to the Jets. He's going to New York City. Bright lights, big stage. I mean, uh, this is a big, rich town. And I come from the poorest parts. You know what I'm saying? Bright like, lights, city life. I got to make it. I got to make it. I got to make it. I up. think Shut up. without a shadow of a doubt, Aaron Rodgers is going to go to the New York Jets. He's going to retire. He's going to open up. Uh, a nightclub, and he's gonna be pushing kilos as soon as he's done. Like I think, I think New York is the place for him. I think New York is the place for him. He's acclimated to the cold weather. I think that there is one team, and Darius and I talked about this earlier today. 
there's one team that I think would be the best fit for him where he will win a Super Bowl, and that's LV. He goes to LV, he's going to win a Super Bowl because LV is going to do what it takes to bring him in and bring in some pieces on that defense, whether by trade, whether by uh, train, plane, or boat. They're going to bring in some defensive pieces to help that LV team get better. But I think he is a pride guy. I think he is a, I'm going to do it my way, and you're going to love it. And I think his way is the New York Jet way. I saw that same thing, bro. When Joe Namath said that, I said, boy, you a fool if you unretire your jersey for this man. That's what That was my initial thought. You know, you're foolish because – what if what if you unretire it and he don't do nothing, you know? But it's uh, go- it'll get retired again because he's a Hall of Famer. That's true. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to do anything else. The truth is, Aaron has done enough, and that's why I think Aaron is on the cusp. I think that's why Aaron is going <laughs> to do it his way because he knows he's already written his ticket to Canton. He's already put together a campaign as a professional football player that supersedes almost any other player who's played this game. From a my war, question is, oh, go ahead, no, go, my, ahead, my, go my, ahead, no, go. You're good. You're good. Um, my question is to you, just hypothetically, since we are talking about a hypothetical scenario, since Lamar Jackson is from Florida and then he goes to the Dolphins. Now you got Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Do you think that Aaron Rodgers with the uh, the Jets in a hypothetical situation, because that does seem likely, do you think that he could overcome all of that? That's a that's a good division. That's football. a good division, brother. That's, all that's, I, no, look to answer that question, Alex. The only thing I can guarantee is that the Patriots would be the last team in that division. That's the only I, thing I can guarantee. I, yeah, because, I, yeah, man. See, I can. Bro, I, I don't know. I can guarantee you this, and Darius, I, I'll take your guarantee a little bit further. I can guarantee you that if something comes out that Lamar has been has landed in Miami, and there is speculation that Aaron is going to end up in New York, Belichick's on the phone with Tom Brady. I can guarantee you that Belichick is on the phone with Tom Brady and Belichick will for the first time do what it takes to bring in big weapons. I think also not only is Belichick on the phone with Tom, sorry about that. Y'all I think uh, not only is he on the phone with Tom, but I think he also brings in nuke. I think he brings in D hop. The Cardinals, I did see that the Cardinals were, you know, shopping, uh, looking about shopping Hopkins. So, Right, all that to the Patriots. That's still a lot to ask, bro. Because that's if you got Lamar Jackson, who is the best dual threat quarterback in the league, not named Mahomes. Him with Tyreek and Waddle, bro. That it's going to be a lot of spinning the ball and doing the Waddle dance, bro. It's going to be a lot of that next season. I don't know. That'd be interesting. The AFC, the AFC, uh, AFC would be. The best uh, division of football. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a danger. Now, now because you brought that up, and that's a great point to bring up, Alex. I do not believe that all of those things will be true. I think that there will be some of those things that don't happen. Like Lamar may not end up in Miami. I think Lamar to Miami is more likely, in my opinion, than Aaron is to the Jets. But I think that 
Aaron would go to the Jets with an aim to rub it in the face of people. You know, if Lamar goes to Miami, Miami is a Super Bowl caliber team. If Aaron goes to the Jets, the Jets are a Super Bowl caliber team. But if both of those teams go to that division, I think neither one of them won the Super Bowl. Yeah, bro. That that division, oh, that would be a bloodbath, bro. That would truly, yeah. truly be Yeah, that would be a bloodbath. And what would happen is Patrick Mahomes would just sit outside of that division, watch people slaughter each other, watch injuries happen, because that's probably what's going to happen. And by the time Patrick Mahomes plays any of the teams from that division, none of them are healthy enough to play. It'd be a bloodbath. You know, it's one team you guys didn't mention that I would be interested to see Aaron Rodgers go to. And y'all might look at me like I'm crazy, but they were also one of the teams I mentioned in kind of like the the, the rapid fire uh, rumors going around the NFL. And I say the Tennessee Titans. They're looking to cut Ryan Tannehill. That'll save them $27 million. They're looking to not bring back Taylor Lewan. That'll free them up $15 million. And if they get rid of Robert Woods, they'll free them up $27 million. So that's roughly about $54 million in salary that they can yes, clear yeah. up with just yeah. cutting three guys. If you get Aaron Rodgers to rework that deal, cut that in half, turn $30 million, $20 million into sign-up bonus, you bring him on, you can get him some weapons this offseason. Say if the Titans, they already have one of the better offensive lines in football, one of the one of the best running backs in football. Their defense is, is lackluster, but that division's free game. It's really them and Jacksonville in that division. So, I mean, if they bring in a good, a big time receiver, they can draft one. Bring in Aaron Rodgers with Derrick Henry. That'd be an interesting team to see, man. I don't know. I, I'd want to see that. I'd want to see that. And I, that's just me looking at it from a what's the easiest path to the playoffs? To the playoffs. But yeah. Like we yeah. mentioned, though, the AFC, them young cats are different. So I, I can tell you. Uh, I can Tennessee looks just like Green Bay. And the only reason why Tennessee looks like Green Bay is because the, the only reason why Tennessee has more wins than Green Bay is because the division is worse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because think about what you said. Who has a struggling receiving room? Who has a very good running back? Who has a decent to who has an average to below average offensive line? Who has a lackluster defense? That's the Tennessee Titans. Oh, my fault. I was talking about the Green Bay Packers. I would the only the only difference I would say is Derrick Henry. I would say Derrick Henry is the best offensive weapon on either team. But receiving Derrick, core, I'd probably say Green Bay because at least those young guys, they're a little better than. But right. Traylon Burks isn't bad for Tennessee. But uh, right. Uh, but listen. Tough, but listen man. to what. But listen to what we're saying. You're saying that Derrick Henry is the best offensive weapon on both of those teams, but he's also the best offensive weapon on that team if you remove Aaron Rodgers. You also have to look at you also have to look at it. Aaron Jones is the best offensive weapon on that Green Bay Packers team. No question about it. I would say outside of Aaron Rodgers. I would say even if Aaron's on Tennessee, I would still say Derrick is probably the best offensive player. Yeah, like yeah, I agree. I think Aaron Rodgers low-key took a real dip, and nobody wants to accept it because he's everybody's favorite quarterback. He's who we grew up watching. Um, but 
the Jaguars don't look like a pushover, bro. They look like they they yeah. made significant strides into to the future. And even with Aaron Rodgers on the Titans, I, I could still see a world where the Jaguars are still the uh, the division leader mm-hmm. for the AFC South. That would suck. <laughs> that would be bad for poor Aaron. So I think like- Aaron Rodgers needs to go to a short thing. Like if he could find if he could somehow find his way on the Dolphins next year, now you're talking. Even if he's in the AFC East, now you're talking because that is. Or if he if he wanted to do the 49ers, if they could make that swing happen, I don't know how because I feel like they would have probably the biggest cap and one of the biggest caps in the league. But if they could make it happen, by all means. I think that's I think that's a conversation in itself. I mean, and Alex brought up a really good point. That's a, a conversation in itself that I'm really concerned about, right? Like y'all are y'all are business guys. You know, I look at everything, you know, more practical, right? More public admin side of things, right? But I don't understand how certain franchises like the 49ers or like the LA Rams have so much money to have so much talent. Right? Because there was a significant time where Teams only had two or three superstars per team. Yeah. Now we've got organizations, like you said, Darius, with the 49ers, who have pro bowlers across the board, and all of their pro bowlers are making significant amounts of money. They're not on rookie deals. These aren't young guys who are playing big. These aren't guys who are taking pay cuts. These guys are making max dollar, and they're all still able to play together. This is beyond the big three. This is like a big seven, bro. Like, it really is. like it's a lot of it's a lot of organizations that have made a living manipulating the numbers. And so I would be interested in seeing how finances work in the game of football because the Carolina Panthers can't look like this. I think it you know what I'm saying. Yeah, the Houston Texans can't look like this. I think it's got something to do with the conservativeness of the front office. Because a lot of these, like the Patriots, um, the Saints, all these would, you know, that had, you know, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, the Manning brothers, all these teams are fizzled out. They cons- they controlled uh, last decade. Now what you're looking at is a bunch of teams that got sick of losing to those guys and right. that went all the way in. Because nobody ever talked about the 49ers in the way that they're talking about them now. So that one season they had of, that they went to the playoffs with Jimmy G. But it just seems like a lot of the teams that were losing to uh, Tom Brady, the Saints, uh, Aaron Rodgers in his in his heyday, they well, the just said, have, you know what? Huh? I was gonna say the 49ers have historically been pretty good pretty in, in like, yeah, right. yeah, they've been pretty yeah. consistent. Okay. I remember, I remember when Cap took them to the Cap and Harborough took them yeah. to the Super Bowl, the blackout game. Like yeah. they've been pretty consistent. And you know, you look at it, they've they've always been middle of the pack. I'm not saying that your point is wrong, yeah, Alex. Nah, but that's valid. You bringing up a valid point yeah. that guys that teams are tired of getting beat on. But I definitely think that there are certain teams that have made a living manipulating dollars and cents. You know, to be able to make these trades, like we're Madden Dynasty guys, and we know if you don't have cap, you can't move anybody. How do these teams have unlimited cap with no significant hit? And you take hits when you trade players, when you cut players on contracts. Like there, it's it's weird. So, and Alex, like Henry mentioned, bro, your point is definitely valid because looking at just my division, you know, the AFC East. Tom Brady dominated that division. I, I believe he won the division 18 of his 20 seasons there. 
No, and one he got injured, and the other one, the Miami Dolphins won the division. So the Bills and us were just bottom feeders during that that two decade run. So I mean, like you said, it's time it's time to change the Saints. I mean, that division is just a coin flip because everybody's bad. But with like the Colts, the Colts are a, a terrible team, and like you said, Jacksonville, it's, it's their time in the sun. They got a young stallion at quarterback, so. I guess stuff is just, you know, flipping. But I, I'm I'm ready for that for that turn of the, the the wheel to come back for those teams that used to dominate to start back dominating again because they have kind of taken some time off. But uh speaking of the Rams, Henry, and their cap situation, the, the last major rumor that's came out today is the Rams might look to try to move Jalen Ramsey to free up some cap space. Is there a team that you guys see out there that might be cornerback needy or that team that you'd like to see Jay Rams have that five on? Honestly, y'all are y'all do need cornerback help, Alex. And if y'all were to get a Jalen Ramsey, that would make y'all defense probably top five in the league. You sure uh, y'all have two young corners, bro? I don't know about time. You don't think so, bro? Huh? You don't think y'all be top? I don't five, think man? I don't. I don't think we'd be top five, but I definitely think we'd be strong, like probably six or seven, which is still formidable. But I think I, I just said I think Jalen Ramsey would be good with us because we're most dominant on defense on the inside that front that front seven, and Jalen Ramsey wouldn't have to be the star that he was in Jacksonville because he he came to L.A. and they thought he were getting Jacksonville Jaguars right Jalen Ramsey right and he hasn't been that guy. Right, he needs some help. You, I don't know if you was getting you was getting ransom because that's what that was. He was stealing from y'all <laughs> because he's been a, he had one good year in LA, if you ask me. But mm-hmm. I will tell you, I think that's a I think that's one of your best takes, Alex. And you've been you've been killing us with the takes. By the way, man, I gotta shout you out. You've been killing us with the takes like the last like nine weeks of the season. I'm like I'm impressed. Hey, I'm impressed, bro. Like I. I ain't even going to lie to you. That's a perfect take because Jalen Ramsey doesn't have to be Jalen Ramsey anymore. And I think one of the things that made a Josh Norman, one of the things that made a uh, Patrick Peterson that that served as a make or break situation for them, a Richard Sherman, one of these, these really good Darrell Rivas type corners, right? I look at them all in the same group. A make or break situation was where they ended up next, right? Jalen Ramsey started out with, um, with Jacksonville, he blew up. They sent him to the Rams. He won a Super Bowl, but he was a little hit or miss. He made some mistakes here and there, started looking more vulnerable than he was. And you can say that all of these corners that I initially shouted out, the Richard Sermons, the Jalen Ramseys, the Josh Normans, the Patrick Petersons were dogs on their first teams. Now, where they ended up next determined where their career ended up. Once Richard Sherman left Seattle, we started seeing a fizzle in his production. We started seeing a fizzle in his play. Once Josh Norman left the Panthers, we were like, oh, Josh's going to be that guy, and he wasn't. Oh, Patrick Peterson left. He's still playing really well because he landed somewhere where there's an intentionality around his skill set and how they can use him, right? You start talking about Darrell Revis. Darrell Revis left and went and won a Super Bowl. He did. You get what I'm saying? Now, Darrell Revis may not have been Revis Island that he was in New York, but his next destination was significant. You know what I'm saying? And so for 
Jalen Ramsey is going to be crucial right now that if they trade him and Jalen Ramsey, if Jalen has a say so in where he goes, if he has some type of sake, say to where uh, they send him, Jalen, you better send yourself somewhere like a Washington. You better send yourself somewhere like a New York, like a uh, San Francisco, where you don't have to come in and be the best defender on that team. You need to go somewhere to to Alex's amazing point, you need to send yourself somewhere or you need to go somewhere where you can come in, just be a part of the DB room for a little bit, make plays when you can. You, In my opinion, I say you take a pay cut too. Wherever they send you to, take a pay cut, dog. Because at this point right now, you're not playing like number one corner in the league. If we look at the top five corners in the league, none of them are named Jalen Ramsey. That's facts. Even I mean, because I'm thinking off the top of my head, you got Slay, you got Sauce, you've got the boy from, you got Woolen from, from Seattle. Uh, Seattle. Uh, you got Patrick Sertan. Like, uh, Jalen Ramsey's not touching, he's not touching these guys. He's not touching these guys right now. I mean, even with the season he had, his season wasn't bad. I mean, stat-wise, Career high, eighty-eight tackles, four picks, two forced fumbles, two sacks, and a fumble recovery, eighteen pass deflections. But it's, it was just an eye test for me. Maybe it was because the defense as a whole wasn't what they used to be injury-wise. But it just seemed like he was getting picked on this season. Times when people would never pick on Jalen Ramsey, man. Big time. And I know you pointed at your team, Henry, but with McDuffie. On one side, and that boy from Face State on the other side, man. I think y'all are good. Yeah, boy, I know they're he young guys. Still got some learning. He still got some they're, learning. They're young. They're young. Yeah, I, I, I like the 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 youth y'all have in y'all quarterback. Yeah. yeah, but man, that kid is good though. I'm so yeah, impressed. He's a stud. He's a stud. Williams, that boy is so man. He he makes some little plays, and then we got another. We got another defensive back that's really good too. He's a young guy. He's also a rookie. I think that they do a really good job defensively taking those young players and making them really good, man, because uh, our middle linebacker, what's that kid's name? Bolton. Nick Bolton. Bolton, Bolton yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my and God. He's undersized, Boy, too, bro. He's undersized, oh, he, but he's sideline to sideline, man. I love the way he plays. Yeah, bro. Them guys do. Them look. Them dudes be doing their thing, man. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm a. I'm a fan through and through. Alex, I've been a fan since we was getting dog walked. I mean, bro. Dog. I'm talking about down the street, let them poop on the curb and bag it up. Dog walk. You know what I'm saying? But man, them boys doing their thing now. I pray. I right, come on, y'all boys. Just come on. I just need y'all to give me one more Super Bowl, bro. One more Super Bowl. I can wait another ten years. <laughs> just an abstract question. Do you guys think? Because you know, I said my team because of just talent where he could fit. Yeah. But Jalen Ramsey, like Aaron Rodgers, is a very prideful guy, whether he's earned it or not these last couple of years. And I think with all that pride, if he could somehow finagle his way down to Dallas and play second corner with Trevor Diggs, I think that would be for his situation, for his for his talent and his personality, I think that would be the best for him. If Dallas, if Dallas get Jalen Ramsey – he would have to take a significant pay cut. He's he would twenty-two have, million dollars. Trey Bond finna catch a tech. Yeah, yeah Trey Bond finna catch a tech and CD and Mike is coming up next season. So and um, Alex, that would be pretty smooth. 
that would be pretty scary. That would be pretty scary. Because because if they restructure Zeke's contract, they'd they'd either lose Tony Pollard or uh, or their tight end in that situation. Schultz? Yeah. Schultz made that mistake. They might let him walk. Being franchise tag and getting injured and then playing not healthy, not looking as well as he did. They'd have to lose one, probably both of them, if they brought in a guy like Jalen Ramsey. But would taking a step back offensively, turning more into a running based team to bolster the defense? I, I don't know, bro. I don't think they would lose Tony Pollard. I think I, you know what I think what would happen. I Alex again, man, you man, dog. I don't know. Yeah, you're what killing you, it, bro. Yeah, you're killing it, bro. I don't know what you've been drinking, but keep drinking it. It must be Hennessy. I know it. Um, <laughs> I know it. But I would t- I would tell you this. If Dallas gets a chance to get Jalen Ramsey, they are going to fly out of their seats for it. I I seen Jerry Jones do too much. Jerry needs to win one before he dies. And he the way he look, I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? He creep. I'm I, I, I y'all thinking it. Y'all act like I'm not supposed nah, to say he, it. Nah, I mean, he is on. like 80 something. Yeah, come on, man. Come on. Y'all come on, man. Don't frown at me. I said what everybody was thinking. Jerry would cut, I guarantee you, Jerry would cut Ezekiel Elliott so fast. Ezekiel Elliott would be standing on the curb and he would get, he would be coming into the, the office thinking like, oh, I'm going to watch film. We're going to run it back. We're going to go back. And he go to that door and his key card, his key fob don't work no more. And they're like, uh, we have an intruder at the front door. And he think intruder? I'm Ezekiel Elliott. No, you're an intruder because you no longer play on this team. He would get rid of Ezekiel Elliott so fast. He would find him a running back, probably somebody, you know, around the league, probably like a Brea uh, or maybe, you know, somebody who could run, maybe Kareem Hunt. I could see him bringing in Kareem Hunt because he'll be a free season. You know, nice little deal. Kareem's looking for a Super Bowl. I mean, he missed out on the one he was supposed to have with Kansas City. So, I can see him bringing in some significant like off-season pieces, keeping Pollard, keeping Dalton Schultz, bringing in and signing everybody else, and bringing in Jalen Ramsey. That team is dangerous. That team is dangerous. Team, yeah. And now who you throw? Now who are you throwing the ball to? Who are you throwing the ball to? Because if you throw it to Trayvon Diggs and he jumps the right route, it's going to the crib. If you throw it to Jalen Ramsey's side, it's either covered up, it's either a big play that's for a touchdown, or it's an interception. Like it's, it's got to be a gunslinger, yeah. Yeah, you 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 gonna have to play gunslingers each and every week. That's an ugly three sided coin though, because that's for both of them, really. I mean, yeah, it's sure. either yeah. getting broken up, it's either going for a touchdown, or it's either getting picked. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't even think broken up is an option with those two. It's like. Either it's a pick or a tud, you know what I'm saying? Like that would really, but see, the only thing I would hate about that is with the LA Rams and McVay deciding to come back and Aaron Donald deciding to come back. Man, that LA Rams team would be depleted, depleted. But Dallas, man, 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 that'd be a good team. I thought you were going to say Green Bay. Because it was speculation they might look to move Jair Alexander trying to get more offensive help for Aaron if he comes back. But wow. man, Green uh Dallas, that would be nice. And Jerry Jones seems to always find a way to 
just continue to build and put more talent on that team when sure. you shouldn't. So sure. that would that would that would be nice. That would I got if you. I got a quick update for the guys real quick, not to change the subject, but I just found out that Aaron Rodgers does not have a trade clause, so he can be traded anywhere at will. Oh, man. Oh, that's that changes, changes everything. That changes oh, wow. That's scary. That's scary. So, so at that's that scary. point, it's who gives me the best package. Right, and Adam Scheffner broke it, actually. Uh, ESPN's Adam Scheffner said on SportsCenter Mon- Sports Monday, giving more context that uh, Aaron Rodgers does not have a trade clause in his contract. And so that, my friends, makes where Aaron goes even more sweeter because the team that he goes to may not be the suitor that best fits him. They might do something dirty to him because they've had so much beef. I could really see Green Bay really doing him dirty and trading him somewhere like the Bears. Or, or well, you know, he owns part of the Bears stadium. So that's not – that's actually not like – if I'm not mistaken, he's a partial owner of the Bears Stadium. Let me check to be sure, just because we always like to be factual here on the Dynasty's podcast. Um, but so uh, two things that I have that I would like to ask you guys about as well, though. Um, another, like I said, this is just kind of our rapid fire section. I just kind of want to get your guys' opinion. The Raiders, they're looking to shake up their roster some more. And if it doesn't include bringing Tom Brady, because I believe Tom Brady's eyeing Miami. So if if Ew. the Raiders look to yeah, if if the Raiders look to move pieces, Ew. the two pieces they're saying they look to move, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, those guys could be game changers on the right team. What what team do you guys think should be eyeing the the former Pro Bowl tight end and Hunter Renfro? Do you guys what teams on um, teams you always need weapons? The LV Raiders. <laughs> you think they should yeah. just keep them? I think they should keep yeah. them. Why would you give? Why would I give all this money to a receiver that we traded for in Devontae Adams, and then trade away the rest of the pieces that we brought him in to be a part of when I could just go get a quarterback? Like that doesn't make sense. Like we have defensive pieces that we can move. I would move Chandler Jones. Yeah, he had he had what two good games this year? <laughs> I would move Chandler he had Jones. Two good like games this year, they gave him a big contract too. Like I would, yeah. I would put Chandler Jones on the first thing smoking. He's an elite pass rusher, and if elite's not the word you want to use, he's above average pass rusher. Where do you find above average pass rushers on teams that are making the playoffs? I'm trading Chandler Jones, man. Give me Aaron Rodgers and stop playing with me. If I have to come up there and <laughs> slash some tires. I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to get a Super Bowl unless you put him on a magic some, – imagine something happens and for whatever reason, Green Bay trade uh, takes Dak Prescott and some picks, a lot of picks for Aaron Rodgers. That's the only way he's going to get a Super Bowl because he has to be – him and Tom Brady have to be in the perfect situation. Perfect meaning 49ers perfect. Mike Drop them down and – Mike McCarthy and Aaron again? The only thing about that, bro, is he has the same same track record in the playoffs as Dak Prescott. Besides that one Super Bowl run, 7 and 10. 2010. uh, 13 years ago, bro. (laughs) Come on, bro. 13 years ago, I was 
still living at home. You know, we were still going on hikes. So it's just like at this stage, I don't think he's a Kellen Moore type quarterback either, bro. Some of those plays Kellen Moore calls, I, I, uh, maybe he didn't have way more weapons than he's probably had all of his career. CD, like you said, Tony Pollard, if Zeke comes back, Schultz would probably be his best tight end. I mean, Jamichael Finley, Tanyan, or Schultz. I mean, eh? who, was that, who was that tight end that was catching all them Hail Marys he was throwing? What's that boy name? Oh, oh, that was a receiver that he threw that Hail Mary to. I know who you're talking about. Nah, he threw one to a tight end. And the tight end, I got to figure it out. Oh, I don't think he was a player, though. I think Tanya's always been their, uh, their starting tight end, if I'm not mistaken. But mm-hmm. even even then, bro, even then, I mean. You got Mercedes Lewis. Is it Mercedes Lewis, too? Oh, yeah. Mercedes yeah. Lewis. Ah. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> oh, he's a Hall of Famer, bro. He was playing this game long enough. I think he'll get in, bro. You just don't. Okay. Okay, bro. Last but not least. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones being a free agent. Um, a lot of quarterback needy teams out there, man. What team do you guys think would be a good fit for Daniel Jones? Alex, I'll start with y'all in the in the Washington Commanders. The Giants. I think I really yeah, I think if it's not the Giants, I, I think he might need to stay on the Giants. Daniel Jones is like you know, okay, I'm gonna take it back to the show we always used to watch as kids. SpongeBob, when he became normal, he was just bland. He was just a bland, non-square thing. That's what I think of Daniel Jones, just a bland quarterback. He He's kind of athletic, but he has way more average to bad games than he has good games. Like, he's not an impressive guy at all. I think if you put anybody – I think he's like the the best average quarterback in the league him and Dak, like that, I mean, he better stay telling New York. I know that. Hmm. He better stay with New York because anywhere else, it's going to be a downward spiral. But I mean, average is better than what a lot of teams have, like with respect to you guys as an organization, with respect to us as an organization. Daniel Jones would have been our QB1. So would us. Exactly. I take Daniel Jones over Zach and Heineke, respectfully. With the way he played this season, I mean, but like you said, I don't know if I want to put all my eggs in Daniel Jones' basket because I might trip and fall and crack my eggs. Do you think I, he could do? Hmm? Go ahead, my fault. No, no, I, I, was I, say, yeah. I would like to see him go to y'all, though, bro. Honestly, with the commanders, I would like to see him. He would stay in that division and he would upgrade the talent level on the offensive side significantly. I mean, y'all have weapons, bro. Jahan Dotson, y'all got Scary Terry, y'all got Curtis Samuel. Y'all like y'all running back core. If the Giants lose Saquon because the Giants don't seem keen on paying him 16, 18 mil, I like y'all running backs a lot more. Uh, Brian Robinson Jr., that's a stud. That's a young team. He's only 25. He'll be 26. He could be the guy for y'all with a with a $20, $22 million deal. That's chump change for a quarterback in this league. Me personally, I just kind of rather us just find a quarterback in the draft. If Daniel Jones is going to be the guy that we need to go after, I'd rather just try looking in the draft somewhere. Because, I mean, 
he does he is an upgrade above Carson Wentz and Taylor Hockey, if you ask me. But I'm looking at who we're gonna be going against in the long run. I know Jerry West, I mean not Jerry West, I know Jerry Jones is gonna make a quarterback change if that keeps Dak in the way he is. And Jalen Hurts is a stud. He is top ten in the league as a quarterback. Those are the guys we're gonna have to go against. Those are the teams that we're going against. So I just don't see how or why we would go after Danny Jones unless the Washington Commanders want to really show me who they've been since I've been a fan. I, I, I think I really think y'all can compete for the playoffs next year. I the only reason I was so down on y'all, bro, this season was because of that quarterback position. And if y'all were to get a steady hand like him, granted, that would be y'all betting on him. Him being the talent, not Brian Dayball. So, I that in that instance, I do see what you're saying, but I think y'all are a quarterback away from being a really good. T- I really think the Commanders and my Jets are on similar playing fields, bro. Pretty good defenses, good weapons around. They just didn't have stability at the quarterback position this year. I feel like if y'all had stable, stable quarterback play, y'all could have been in the playoffs. I mean, Daniel Jones did throw 15 touchdowns and five interceptions. That's not bad, if you ask me. Three to one, and he rushed for seven. He rushed for seven. That's that's stable, bro. I mean, granted, he didn't blow up like Geno did. I feel like Geno will fall back down to earth next season. But, I mean, he can do a lot worse than a Daniel Jones, as I've seen as a Jets fan. Because Mike White, Joe Flacco, <laughs> Zach Wilson, that quarterback room was probably bottom five in the league. I mean, he's relatively, relatively healthy, too. So I will give him that. He, he doesn't get hurt often. I mean, maybe. I, I've just seen so many games where I've been like, yo, why would you throw that pass? Yo, why did you make that play? Why? Why don't you run the ball? Why? Why? I'm seeing somebody cut over the middle, and I'm like, why are you throwing to the outside? Like, there's been too many games like that I've seen from Daniel Jones. But, I mean, we we really do have a great team on the offensive side. I mean, if we, he's probably the best game manager that we can get. So, maybe I'm, I'm just a little skeptical about that. What about you, Henry? What you who, who do you think? You said staying with the Giants? Yeah, Daniel Jones needs to stay with the Giants. Because of coaching? And, yeah, I mean, just because of coaching. Nobody else is going to want to risk their job on Daniel Jones. I think that coaches that have a solidified place, Ron Rivera does not need to risk his job because Ron is on the hot seat now. Robert Sala does not need to risk his job because he's on the hot seat now. You know what I'm saying? Like this is the second second year in a row that he's given a loser a chance at quarterback. You know, to be honest, both organizations have. And it's like, I know I can talk from a seat of, satisfaction because I've got the best quarterback in the league, but I think it is also has a lot to do with the fact that I've seen my organization historically not have good quarterbacks and make an effort to find guys who can win, find guys who can play. I think what needs to happen for a Washington commanders team, what needs to happen for a New York jets is that y'all need to bring in a veteran quarterback. That's why I think that the Jets might need to get Derek Carr. That's why I think Washington could fare off a little bit better if they had a Matt Ryan, if they had a uh, an older uh, – I know everybody's eyes get wide, but Matt 
Ryan is still the best quarterback. If you put him on Washington's team right now, he's the best quarterback on that team. Let's be real. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate to say that, right? I see you huffing and puffing and wanting to blow down. But the truth is, Matt Ryan, if he goes to Washington today, is the best quarterback on that roster without even throwing a pass. I might put Taylor Heineke over Matt Ryan. After you know you Matt wouldn't. There's a reason. There's a reason they benched Matt Ryan for for uh, my man at a at a Texas. I can't even think of his name yeah, for because, Colts. Yeah, because they hired an idiot at, at head coach. That's why they hired a plum idiot. And then to make it even worse, they're saying this guy could potentially get the head coaching job. Matt Ryan last season, four, seven, and one record, 67% completion percentage, 3,057 passing yards, 14 touchdowns to 13 interceptions. I don't know, but I, bro, he just, I get what you're saying because enter and then he lost three fumbles. Excuse me. He fumbled 15 times and lost three of them. Let me ask you a question. Who has a better offensive line, the Colts or the Redskins? As a whole. Uh, I'm not talking about – I'm not talking that's about the, – That's debatable. That's, not that's pretty close. Debatable. I would I'm say not. that's pretty close, bro. I okay. think it's pretty close. But who? Maybe the Colts, really. Yeah, because Carson Wentz was like top five in sacks. And, and that's until he, he couldn't have played no more. Yeah, he used to come on here and spit that, bro. Look. Carson Wentz is being sacked the top five most in the league. Like, yeah, he might. Here we go. I definitely spit that. Now, who has a better receiving one? That's not close. Yeah, that's not close. Definitely the commanders. Right. Okay. Now, it's it's kind of hard to ask the question who has a better running back. It's not hard. Jonathan Taylor is the best running back. Yeah, for sure. But Jonathan Taylor only had one season. But even even his prior seasons are – and no disrespect to you, Alex, but are better than Antonio Gibson, anything he's done. And then Brian Robbins no is a rookie. Yeah. No. Okay. I just I just think that there's room where – I think there's room for a veteran to come in and help make that team better. Now, who that veteran is, I don't know. Um, I pray to God that it's not Aaron Rodgers. But <laughs> So, my question to you, Henry, is like – because I know you said a veteran quarterback, and I know that they would know the game of football better than a young guy would know what the team needs to do immediately. But my right. question is to you, with all these exotic defenses that we're seeing these teams have in the NFC, do you think a non-dual-threat quarterback is the answer, though, even if he's a, a veteran or a young guy? Ah, that's a really good question. That's a really good question, Alex. Dang. Uh, I'll put it this way. When's the last time we saw a, a dual threat quarterback win a Super Bowl? Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Patrick Mahomes is not a dual threat quarterback. Patrick Mahomes, again, to my theory, and I've already explained this to y'all, he's a passing quarterback who can run. He's not a running quarterback who can throw. Those I would are- say, I would say, so, but can't both of those things be considered dual threat? Because I always thought a dual threat quarterback is someone that can run and pass, whether that's a passer that can run or a runner that can throw. I think the, I think those things can be true until you get to the National Football League. I think once you get to the National Football League, I think that coin changes. You don't hear 
announcers, then you'll probably go back and hear clips of, you know, because somebody, you know, we've got haters now, which is dope. I think we got haters that that be on our social media, Alex. I don't know if you know this, but hmm. somebody will go back and say, oh, there's a there's clips of uh, Tony Romo saying he's a dual threat. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm what I'm saying is coined pound for pound dual threat, as in this kid. 50% of how he plays is based in the run. 50% of how he plays is based in the pass. If so, if, if we start putting quarterbacks in that box of dual threat, who are the dual threat quarterbacks in this league? You got Russ. You've got Fields. It probably would be Russell Wilson. Now that you mentioned yeah. it, it'd probably be Russell Wilson. You got Russ Fields, Lamar. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Kyler Murray. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Um, right. Would you consider – see, but in – and see, I asked that, bro, because it's guys that are kind of on the cusp. Like, I look at Trevor Lawrence. They run read options. I look at Justin yeah. Herbert. They run read options. They run read options because they can. But if uh-huh. you look at a substantial amount of their production, go back and look at it, right? Daniel Jones, you can do the numbers. Y'all are math guys. Do the numbers of how much percentage of his offense was running the football. If Daniel Jones has what total twenty three touchdowns? You said twenty two. Seven of them were rushing. Seven of them no, were rushing. Twenty three. So, my bad. Yeah, I yeah. think eight. Seven so, eight are rushing. Right. So seven out of twenty three is what? Seven out of twenty three is what? Give, give me that number. Somebody who's got a calculator. Thirty. Right. Right. I would say like thirty eight to forty percent. So seven divided by twenty three. It's 30%. 30% of Daniel Jones's productivity was running the football, right? Mm-hmm. Let's look at Patrick Mahomes' numbers. Yeah, Let's so he at- actually has 22 touchdowns. I apologize. I quoted yeah. that wrong earlier. 22. 7 to 22. 7 to 22. So 32% of Daniel Jones's numbers Production is, running, is the running the football, right? And that's to say that he even did that well, right? Because what are his fumbles looking like? X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm saying? Mahomes only only rushed for four, and he threw for 41. So that's 45 total touchdowns, and he only rushed right. for four. That's about like eight percent. That's point eight percent. Yeah, that's about eight percent. Yeah, eight percent of his offensive production was on the ground. Now let's look at Lamar Jackson's numbers. It might be 50%. It really, yeah, it really might be 50%. Right. Okay, so I, I, I see what you're saying now. So the percentage you probably say is about 30% or more because I would, I I would think say Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts threw for 22 touchdown passes, but I feel like he rushed for thir- – I think he rushed for 13. So about a third of his production was on the ground. Right. With Lamar, he threw for 17 touchdowns. He ran for – so this season he looked like a, a, a pocket passer. You see so what I'm saying? A passer. And, well, and this year he was being paid. Here's too. why. And he here's was exactly. to get paid. <laughs> here's why. Because he knew. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Darius. He knew they're not paying a running quarterback. They are going to pay a passer. So let me stand in the pocket and throw the football. Yeah. 
they're not going to pay a runner significant amounts of money. And so I do not believe that dual threat quarterbacks in the National Football League find the success they want because this is not a running league. This not for quarterbacks, at least. This is a passing league for quarterbacks. You need to be able to stand in the pocket and make throws. It sucks that Tom Brady has a substantial amount of the Super Bowls that have happened over the last 12 to 15 years, right? It sucks because he's got a large number of them. But when you start thinking about other guys who won them, the Drew Brees, the Peyton Mannings, the Aaron Rodgers, the Russell Wilsons, Joe like Flacco. the uh, the Joe Flacco's, the Eli Manning. Foles, <laughs> Eli Manning's. Big Look at the trend. Man. Look at the Y'all trends. Big Ben. Like, look at the trends of these quarterbacks. None of these quarterbacks can beat any of us on here in a 40-yard dash. But when they think one thing they can do is they can outthrow us. They can outthrow us night and day. Yeah. You're not going to find, historically, you're not going to find a running quarterback that is one issue. The Doug Fluties of the world. The, the Cunninghams of the world, the Steve McNairs of the world. Mike we yeah, love those, yeah, quarter, those yeah. quarterbacks. Those quarterbacks are nostalgic. Those quarterbacks give us a reason to cut the TV on. Oh, my God, he spun them in juke move. But just like that, in the twinkle of an eye, an injury happens and they're no longer the same player. They're no longer the same player. Look at RG3. No longer the same player. Look at Cam Newton. That's no what longer I was about the to same say, player. Bro. I think about Cam because he showed it, that I can. You can get a team there with your legs, and that's why. But that running me, thing ain't gonna yeah. get you through it. That's why part of me is pulling for for Jalen Hurts, bro, because I feel like he can break the mold. But even then, that'd be one in the last thirty years. If right. that, are we considering Russ a dual threat guy? I, at, at the time, at the time that Russ won that Super Bowl, I think Russ was not a dual threat guy. I think Russ was yeah, he, he was a member of that team, and that so, defense in Marshawn Lynch got it done that year. So then, if we're not, then I'd say and Aaron Rodgers is what when he won in twenty eleven, he wasn't even really a scrambler. He's more of a move the pocket to throw. So if Jalen Hurts gets it done, he'd be the first quarterback that can really say. I led my team to the Super Bowl with my legs, which, man, that's what? crazy that you look at it when you look at it like that. that it, it doesn't happen. It really doesn't happen at all. I would be surprised if you could start going through and looking across the league and you could start looking and seeing what quarterbacks, with based on paychecks, right? I wouldn't be surprised if you start looking like historically. Guys who got paid, just go back the last 10 years, guys who've gotten big deals. You can pick and choose each year. Like, oh, this guy got a big deal at quarterback. Oh, this is a good-looking deal right here. Look at that season before they got that check and see what their rushing touchdowns to their total touchdowns was. And I guarantee you, you'll start looking at the percentages, and you'll start saying, ah, I get it. I get it. I get it. Just for just for those that are concerned, Jalen Hurts rushing was about almost forty percent of his production. I want to say it was about thirty eight percent to be exact. So, what it's worth, man, uh, man. 
Man, this has been a tremendous episode. I almost don't want to end it. Do you think – okay, so last question. I swear this is going to be the last question. I'm going to let y'all boys go. Is Jalen Hurts going to get a big contract? What do you describe as big? Is he going to be a top 10 paid quarterback in the league? Yes. Top five? No. So you don't think he'll get Kyler Murray money? Because isn't Kyler Murray top five? Kyler Murray might be top five, but look what happened to Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray won't be back until next year. And he might not be back until he might not be back until November of next year. And you paid him. Go ahead, Alex. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Finish your thought, bro. No, my man, Alex was choking and going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. Like I can tell you, bro, Kyler Murray is Kyler Murray's not gonna be the same guy. Y'all want Kyler Murray to be good. Y'all are gonna find out two seasons from now that they're restructuring Kyler's deal. I like Kyler because what's going to happen is what's going to happen is they're going to give him next season to come back and show he can get it done. He's going to be okay, but what's going to happen the season after is y'all going to realize he's a significant step down. Kyler hasn't done anything to earn that type of money, but they gave it to him. And you see who gave him the money. My man gave him all that money and then they got then he got fired. He packed it up and dipped. So that team is already thinking like, oh, God, how can we get from up under this? Think about it. It's hilarious. They said he's not losing any sleep because he's still making his money. And him right. and he, he, has a, he has a pretty wife. They have a huge house in Arizona, bro. Alex, bro, I'm talking about three-story mansion in Phoenix, bro. They they paid that man good money. Cook Kingsbury ain't losing no sleep after losing that job. He said, uh, "Man, I'm good. I don't want to coast them." No, oh, y'all see, he took he bought a one way ticket to like Thailand or something. He's just out there chilling, bro. I would not be chilling in Thailand. They got Komodo dragons, but that's a whole different story for a different day. <laughs> dragons. Well, what yeah, was the I, no, I, oh, he, no, I was just gonna say just to close my piece. He's not gonna be. A top five paid quarterback. Alex, what was that point you were trying to get to, man? I kind of, I'm, I'm curious to hear what you feel about it. You think, oh, you think they're gonna give Jay Hurst that money? Depends on in what fashion he wins the Super Bowl. Because Philadelphia is a really loyal town to both of the sports teams. We see Philadelphia will still say trust the process. I know it's basketball, but they'll still say trust the process because they see that they have a budding star in Embiid. Who looks like he can lead Philadelphia to championships going forward? So, in the football sense, if Jalen Hurts can win the Super Bowl this year in a convincing fashion, when he is on the ground and he is throwing it in the air, and Devontae Smith is catching it, and all the other guys are doing what they need to do, but Jalen Hurts is standing tiptoes um, above everybody else. Let's say he finishes the game with he doesn't really throw the ball that much, honestly. Twenty-three of thirty-six. A buck ninety-five in the air, six and uh, six attempts, thirty-five rushing yards. That's a great game for him. That's how, how he won, how he blew out the Giants. So if he doesn't that sense, I can't really see. I feel like he'd be a top six paid quarterback. They might do him shit five years, two hundred twenty million, maybe something like that. I can see it. I can see something like that. Philadelphia definitely has the bread. They're not going to get another quarterback like him in their future. So. Get that man some milk. <laughs> yeah, give me some water, please. My boy going through it. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I was just curious about that, man, because you know, he 
he definitely seems like he's earning his his due. So, but uh, with that, you know, this brings to close another episode of the Dynastyers podcast. Um, I know it's been a while since you've been here, but still, we still leave each episode with affirmations, with just leaving y'all with some good knowledge, some a piece to take home with y'all. So I will go ahead and let y'all uh, turn over to y'all. Uh, Alex, I'll go ahead and let you go first, man. What you got for the people? Hey, man. I don't know how old our oldest audience member is, but to all the young people like us, Go ahead and get your education out the way while you're young. Go ahead and accomplish all the dreams that you have. Get that foundation going while we're young because you do not want to – I'm not 35 with kids. I don't have a kid at all. But I'm pretty sure being 35 with kids trying to figure out my education is not something fun. So if you can go ahead and do it, if you have the health to do it, you have the means to do it, go ahead and get that out the way. Um, And, you know, just love God, love your family in that sense, and just keep going. But get it out the way now, because we're not going to want to do it when we're older. Lord knows I'm not. <laughs> yeah, bro, I, I, I clearly, I clearly uh, understand and agree with what you're saying, man. Uh, it's a lot easier when you're younger, like you said. So um, for me, all I got to leave with the people is, man, work on your, like, like, make sure you're working on your health, man. You know, physical, mental, emotional, all of those healths are important uh, to New year, we're, we're into 2023, man. It's a couple of days into 2023 now, 24 days to be exact. So uh, just make sure you stick into what you said you were going to do at the beginning of the year, man. Make sure that you're sticking to all those changes you said you're going to make. You know, stay fast, stay strong on that because six, six months from now, man, you don't want to look back and feel like you're the same way you were in 2022. So, you know, it's all about getting better. It's all about improving. It's all about being better than you were the day before. So just keep looking to improve and keep working on your health, man. So uh, that's what I got. And uh, that's been least big bro. What you got for the people? Man, um, both great points, man. Y'all have, uh, y'all have been on it. Y'all carried this episode today. And I appreciate y'all carrying this episode today because uh, I'm kind of tired. Been been a long couple of weeks. Um, what I'll say is this. Be okay with acknowledging who you are and whose you are. Sometimes you have to be okay with taking a step back, right? Because we're faced with a lot of challenges. We're presented with a lot of obstacles on a day-to-day basis. Uh, One significant obstacle I am uh, getting ready to face this weekend. I'm hosting this really large event here in the city uh, with my job. No way, shape, or form why, you know, not used to hosting events. But one of the things I uh, I don't usually do is I don't usually stress. I don't usually worry. And uh, in that stress and in that worry, uh, this event has kind of got me, you know, got me on pins and needles this week, y'all. And um, I say know who you are and know whose you are, right? Because a lot of times I will put into perspective for you why things matter. I know who I am. I am an older brother. I am a son. I am a member of Omega Sci-Fi, a man of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated, right? I am a two-time HBCU grad. I am someone who lends himself to the community and I'm all of these things. But more than that, I'm God's child. I'm a child of God. I am a believer, a follower. And those are the things that I need to hold near and dear to my heart when I begin to worry, when I begin to stress, 
when I begin to doubt, knowing who I am and whose I am is most important. So remember that today. Um, follow suit with the standards of drawing back to that source, whatever that standard is for you, right? Some people find it in fasting and prayer. Some people find it in meditation. Some people find it in other forms. Stay true to that because that's where you will be able to reconnect and recharge. I appreciate you saying that, bro, man. Those are both tremendous points that you guys said. I appreciate y'all. Again, I appreciate y'all for y'all time, man. This has been another tremendous episode. It was long overdue, long, long overdue. And I'm grateful I was able to come on here with you all and talk this playoff football, man. So till next time, this is your boy Darius, along with Alex, Henry, and uh, this is another great episode for the Dynasty Podcast. Oh, I would be remiss for not mentioning this. Before we get out of here, Dreamville, Dreamville Festival giveaway, man. The Dynasteers podcast is giving away two free tickets to Dreamville Fest. You have to like three of your favorite videos, follow us on IG, subscribe on YouTube, and tag five of your friends. Yes, please do that if you want to get into the giveaway. We will be doing the giveaway live March 15th. 2023 if you want to go to dreamville for free all you got to do is take 10 minutes out your day rock with the dynasties until next time it's your boys thank y'all yeah yes sir boy.